Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful listeners. Thanks so much for being here. Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest challenges that I had in my journey from getting out of binge eating and becoming my own version of a truly nourished woman. And for me, that biggest challenge was stopping overeating. So even though I wasn't binging or feeling out of control with food anymore, I still very often would overeat. And that was my biggest challenge that I kept having to work on again and again. And the other principles of intuitive eating that I was practicing, like rejecting diet mentality, beginning to allow myself to really eat what I enjoy, to not fear it, to honor my hunger better, to not ignore my hunger, to not only allow myself to eat when I was completely famished and over hungry and having more peace with food, allowing myself to eat those foods that I enjoyed, that those things had really become better and better and better. And so I had seen this drastic change in my relationship with food overall, but for a long time, I still found myself in this pattern of overeating. And so today I want to talk about the tools I use to overcome that. And once again, a lot of the other work that I did as far as being able to honor my hunger, being able to have that peace with food, to not be fearful about food and to not have negative food talk running rampant in my mind played into this as well in being able to do this. But today I want to specifically talk about this challenge of feeling your fullness and respecting your fullness and honoring your body's fullness signal when it's telling you that it does not need more food and the tools that I used to continue to improve in this way of respecting and feeling my fullness in during my journey. So first of all, in order to really honor that fullness signal that your body gives you, your body needs to be able to trust that you will give it the food that it needs and that it desires and that you will give yourself the foods that you desire as far as taste and pleasure. So feeling your fullness and stopping when comfortably full depends on your body being able to trust that you're going to feed it when it's asking for you for food and for you to be able to trust yourself that you're going to feed yourself the foods you enjoy. And this just means that honoring your hunger, having peace with food, and practicing those things directly play into this. Now, the first thing that I did is really pausing in the middle of eating. When we're relearning the skill of feeling our fullness, pausing in the middle of eating and asking ourselves certain questions 
is really helpful. Questions such as, how does the food taste? What is my current hunger level right now? It's taking that moment of pause to connect with your body and the sensations you're feeling in your body from eating to determine just what your level of fullness is at that moment. And I'll also quickly share that one of the reasons this particular aspect of intuitive eating was one of my biggest challenges is because for years, I had only allowed myself to typically eat one or two meals, sometimes three meals a day. And if I did have two or three meals, they were really light and I usually then would eat a really big evening meal. It started when I was in college. I wouldn't bring enough food with me and at that time, being a poor college student, I never wanted to spend money on food and so I would go have these intense morning workouts and then not have enough food with me throughout the day to sustain that. So by the time I got home, I was famished. And then I also really started to get run by the diet mentality. I didn't want to eat much because I was so afraid of weight gain too. That started to also play into it later. And I would end up binging because of all of that and then would try to restrict even more and get into that vicious cycle of restrict, binge, restrict, over and over. So basically most days I was famished and would go, go home and eat this huge meal at night that eventually turned turned into binging for all the reasons that I mentioned. You know, and I've talked about this in detail on, on past episodes, what restriction does to our psychology and also our biology and really drives us to eat more and more, not less. So this had been a pattern That started for me in college, but then it continued. And so I had gone several years living in this pattern of letting myself get really, really hungry throughout the day and then always overeating at night. And you might relate to certain things about this that I've talked about right now because when we're dieting in this way or whether you call it dieting or not, whether you use that phrase or not, it is dieting when we're restricting food in some way or in this particular way. We're holding off eating perhaps all day and then want to give ourselves a big food reward later for maybe either doing so well with our restriction or just because we literally have not been honoring our hunger and we've been distracted and not feeding ourselves and you know then we just choose to eat a ton later or it might not be like on a particular day as it was for me but you might go on a diet or a restrictive phase for maybe a month or two months or three months and and then as a reward for maybe losing some weight or as a reward or just some relief for from sticking with the plan for however long you then go off the diet and start eating all those foods again, overeating past fullness, however it might look. And so it can be different in terms of our specific type of dieting behavior, but basically whatever the pattern or behavior is, it's creating the same similar types of challenges for us in terms of not being able to feel our fullness or fully respect that fullness signal and stop eating when moderately full. And to reiterate one of the things I mentioned earlier 
respecting our fullness or having that ability to stop eating because we've had enough to eat biologically really does hinge on giving ourselves that unconditional permission to eat by making peace with food in that way. So there's no good or bad food, no right or wrong food, no right or wrong way to eat. It's all about your body's guidance, not external rules or even the rules maybe that you've learned over time that are kind of in your belief system. So if your body is disagreeing with it, then that could be a wrong way to eat. However, that's really the only parameter. If your body's raising its hand and being like, okay, this is making me feel super sluggish or this doesn't taste satisfying or this is just making me have indigestion, however your body, however our bodies respond to us, that would be a time to have a a wrong way of eating. But otherwise, there's no rules. There's only the rules your body gives you. That's how I see it. So giving yourself that unconditional permission to eat when your body is hungry physically and eating what you love to eat and what feels good to your body is also part of being able to respect your fullness. It all plays into it. Because otherwise, feeling your fullness simply becomes this arbitrary type of practice or goal that doesn't have real roots to it. it. It just won't take hold. It's sort of like playing the fullness diet where we're trying not to eat past full, but we're not doing the other work below the surface that is really critical in being able to do that. You know, such as getting over our food fears, getting over the diet mentality, getting over guilt around eating food, etc. Now, the very first thing in being able to feel your fullness is just being able to recognize it and have the awareness of what comfortable satiety is. And satiety is simply this word that means comfortable fullness and satisfaction from eating. So first is being able to recognize what that is, what comfortable satiety is for you as a unique person. That is the first step to practice because when we've dieted, restricted food in some way, not honored our body's fullness or hunger signals, we've become disconnected to ourselves in that way and to our bodies in that way. And there's this time frame of just reconnecting to what is actually satiety for you, what is comfortable fullness for you. And that was huge for me because I had become so used to feeling either famished or stuffed. And so I could not as easily recognize the middle ground that we're aiming for. And then I got better at sensing it, but had a difficult time then honoring it respecting it and stopping at that signal. So we first have to know what our target is. We have to know what that comfortable satiety is for us as an individual. That's the first step. Having the awareness of what we're shooting for as far as when to stop eating. And I want to quickly mention that hunger level is important for being able to feel your fullness We need to have an adequate amount of hunger when we begin eating to sense when our comfortable, moderate satiety level of fullness shows up. That's 
one side of it because if we start eating when we're not actually really physically hungry, it's very hard to know where that signal is and when to stop eating. The signal's just not clear. Also, the other side, getting too hungry, over hungry, famished, that also causes difficulty in sensing your fullness because your brain and your body are in fight or flight when you're famished and you are in this, what I call gasping for food state, as I've explained in past episodes. So, you know, when we hold our breath, then we gasp for oxygen, we take a deep breath. And that's also what happens when we get over hungry. And so we can easily miss the fullness signal and get over full because we're in that stressed fight or flight state of like needing to gasp for food. So not being hungry enough can contribute to eating past moderate fullness in many ways, and so can getting over hungry. So now getting back to satiety, everybody's sensation of comfortable satiety and this feeling of moderate, satisfied fullness is very, very individual. We will all experience it in different ways, in our own unique ways, but I want to offer some ways that many people have explained the feeling. So if your stomach is in this feeling of contentment, a feeling of satisfaction in your body, or this pleasant completeness of the meal in your body, those are ways to describe it. But it's just an embodied feeling that can be difficult to put into specific words. You, you're the only one who really knows it for yourself when you've experienced it for yourself. And so that's why doing this practice of first pausing during the eating, during the meal, and connecting with yourself and feeling the sensations that are in your body at that moment is a very important first step in being able to register satiety for yourself in your own unique body and situation. And let's say if we habitually have always cleaned our plate or for a long time we've always overate at many or most of our meals, to break these types of patterns of eating more than you know what our body's asking for It's helpful at first to just be really super conscious of your eating while you're eating. So this means being mindful, being present during the whole eating experience. Because while you might be aware that you're engaged in the act of eating, sometimes between one bite and then another bite and then another bite, there's this unawareness that really starts to happen because we're so distracted right? Whether it's from maybe thoughts in our minds, ruminating on things in our mind, stressing about things, being anxious about things in our minds, or whether the distraction is outside of us, like other people, the television, whatever. Both of those create this unawareness during the eating experience. So quite often we can be aware that we're eating, but you know, that we're physically in that act, but our food is not really being registered. It's not really being tasted by us. It's not being savored. We're not really deriving the true pleasure and satisfaction that the food is wanting to offer us. And then we will easily bypass 
what comfortable satiety is for us as well. So one of the first tools that I used, or you could also call it a practice instead of a tool because it's not just about doing something and doing it perfectly. It's really building the skill over time. And that practice is to be as conscious as you can, as mindful as you can during the eating experience while you're eating, really paying attention to your food while you're eating it. So it's this way of being where you're neutrally observing your own eating as if you're a scientist, is how I say it. So this means there's no judgment. There's no bad thoughts about yourself during eating or about your eating. It's literally you being a scientist, objective, neutral, to see how you're eating during this eating experience moment by moment by moment. And so not being distracted, minimizing distractions while you're eating is very important when you first are beginning to practice this. And I will honestly say that this was one of the hardest things for me to do because I had become so used to multitasking while I ate in college. I would always eat while studying or I would watch TV. And then after college, just those distracted habits continued. And it was really a strong habit for me uh, to not multitask while eating. And I know this is a challenge for many people, just not being present with food, not savoring our food and tasting our food and feeling our food and being in that whole sensual experience of eating. Most people aren't, you know, especially with a history of dieting, it's even more problematic typically. And for me, that was one of my biggest challenges that kept me overeating even after I was not in an eating disorder, I was not binging anymore. I had made so many huge strides forward in my relationship with food, but this was one of the things, just the overeating past full that I had to keep working on. So here's a couple of tips to help you be a less distracted eater and a more present conscious eater. The first thing is to always pause in the middle of the eating experience, whether it's a meal, a snack, whatever. Pause for a time out for a moment and remember also that this is not a rule that you must stop eating if you take this pause. There's no absolutes or rules in the practice of intuitive eating That's an important thing to always keep in the back of your mind. No rules, no absolutes, but this is just a pause and a willingness to check in with your body, to check in with yourself, to check in with your taste buds and see what you're experiencing in the moment. And if you find that you're reluctant to do this step um, or that you forget because of distractions to do this check-in step like I would and to you know to take that pause and to come back home to yourself in that way if you find that that, that that's happening and if you also find that it's challenging for you because you're just feeling resistant to it realize that like you're just not wanting to do it realize that 
very often there can be an underlying fear uh, around it. So a fear of, well, okay, if I check in with myself and I do feel full, then I have to stop eating because if I don't, I'm doing it wrong. I'm bad. I'm breaking a rule. I'm not, you know, all the, all the judgments. So just know that is diet mentality sneaking into the process. And I believe that this was happening for me for a long time and I didn't fully realize it, but looking back, I'm pretty sure it was. And so just keep that in mind. If you're having this resistance to wanting to be present or wanting to do this check-in to see how you're feeling, to see how it's tasting in the, in the middle of eating, that there could be a fear of, well, if I do that, then I'm going to have to stop eating. But you really don't because this is an awareness exercise. This is a presence exercise. This is a reconnection exercise. And you can just leave it at that. You don't have to create any rules around it because that'll make it a dieting practice. And so when you do this check-in for taste and for satiety, for pleasure, for fullness during your eating, ask yourself questions like, what is my hunger or fullness level right now? Am I still hungry? Do I feel satisfied? Do I feel unsatisfied by what I'm eating? Is my hunger going away? Is it gone yet? Am I beginning to feel the fullness emerge in my stomach? Am I beginning to feel increasing contentment emerging as I eat? And at the beginning, this might feel hit or miss. It might feel unclear in terms of answering these questions. It might feel muddy. Just be patient and remember that you're getting to know yourself again. You're getting to know how your body speaks to you. And you're relearning how to know yourself in this new way and know your body's cues in this new way. Or, you know, it's not new, but you're like rediscovering it because it's been hidden. And, you know, this is a new thing of discovering yourself and getting to know yourself from the inside out. So it's okay if it feels a little unclear and, un- and you feel unsure in terms of answering those questions, but just keep practicing. Then when you finish eating, whatever the amount is, tune in with yourself again and ask where your fullness level is now and how would you describe it? Is it pleasant? Is it unpleasant? Is it just neutral? Are you comfortable? Did you surpass comfort? By how much did you surpass that feeling of comfort if you did? How much did you surpass the feeling of comfortable satiety if you did. And if you reach that place of unpleasant fullness, would you choose to feel that way again? And if not, what would you do differently next time? That is so important. No matter what happens, let's say you have a binge. Gather the data. Understand what happened. Understand where you missed the pause. And once again, it might not be 100% clear, but just keep doing the inquiry. Keep asking yourself the questions. Keep being curious and then keep asking, okay, based on what I've discovered, what would I like to practice doing differently next time? 
So those are the types of things to inquire about after you're done eating. Uh, Once again, no matter what level of fullness. And then you are discovering really what comfortable fullness and satiety are for you. You're learning more and more, uncovering more and more of what that is for you. And you start to then really begin to get clearer and clearer on what your end point is, what your stopping point ideally is for you and your body. And so you have this increasing understanding and realization while you're eating that that, you know, as time goes that, okay, maybe just a few more bites away and then I'm good. And eventually knowing this helps you to then just have that automatic stopping of eating, the natural way of being with food, you know, sensing that sensation of, okay, I'm almost done. And then a few more bites. Okay, I'm done. But if you have been disconnected from your body's sense of fullness for a long time, like I was, it can take time to truly identify that point, but then to also honor it, and that's totally okay. Believe me, it's well worth taking the time and doing the practice. Just know that if you keep practicing, you're going to get better and better at that. And also, if you're getting better and better at honoring your hunger, then it's going to get easier and easier to also feel and respect your fullness. But if you continue to not eat from biological hunger, you know, whether it's getting way too hungry or not being a hungry enough when you eat, then it's going to be more difficult to expect yourself to stop from your biological fullness or even to know what it really is. So be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself in these areas. That's so important. Just know that it will get easier and easier if you keep practicing, just like any other skill. And I also want to mention, as I wrap this up, that you don't have to feel obligated to leave food on your plate either. So I mentioned earlier being in the clean your plate club and always eating all the food and being in that habit of cleaning your plate every time. But then there's this other side of it that can happen if we have a past of dieting, a past dieting experience where maybe you were taught or learned to leave food on your plate as a way of restricting your food. You could have this feeling of obligation to leave food on your plate. But just know that is also a remnant of diet mentality. And remember, there's no right or wrong. It's not wrong to clean your plate. And it's not wrong to leave food on your plate. We just want to make sure that we're making these decisions by being in connection with our body's cues, by having our body lead the decision from honoring our body's signals, not having it be from rules or just automatic patterns that we've always done in the past. So the commitment really is to get to know your body's signals, to get to understand your own unique satiety level in that way, and the way your taste buds respond to different types of foods, the way your body responds to different types of foods, as far as you know what makes you feel most satisfied. And it's perfectly normal, even when you discover your specific level of satiety, that your stopping point, to still choose to 
eat past fullness and and that's okay. I did this for a long time, but the good news is it taught me a lot. And I will, I'll just back up and say I didn't do it every single day like I had in the past, but it would still pop up. But it it taught me a lot. It allowed me to stay in the practice and get to where I am today where I rarely get over full. And sometimes we're still also in this phase of testing that unconditional permission to eat. This is the other thing that's important to recognize because maybe we've restricted food for so long in terms of the quantity, like that was really me really restricting my quantity throughout the day and then overeating at night or restricting types of foods for so long, like, you know, never allowing yourself sugar, desserts, fat, I don't know, it really can be anything, whatever the diet mentality has and the diet culture has programmed you into thinking, right? Um, So having that unconditional permission to eat can still cause you to maybe play with it for a while and therefore be overeating. But after time, when that newness wears off, I've talked about habituation on previous episodes not too long ago. And if we stay in the practice of allowing the foods we love and that our body always also loves to eat and just being in that practice of being in, in tune with our body, the deprivation feelings and the feeling of not being able to trust that you can have what you really want, like those things in the past that had happened that really were the drivers of the overeating deprivation and not thinking you're allowed or not feeling you're allowed, all that starts to subside. And then it becomes so much easier to stop eating when your body is comfortably full and satisfied. Once again, but it it takes time. It's a commitment to the practice. Also, this is super powerful and important. And this was a huge factor in helping me to build momentum and not overeating. When you start to realize how good it feels for your physical comfort level, for your next day's comfort level, and also for your peace of mind and just feeling successful and proud of yourself in that way and and not even maybe successful and proud aren't even the right words maybe this feeling of like honoring yourself honoring your body because you're not overeating like all the benefits that you start to experience more and more in your life because you're not getting over full as much and you start to see and experience these increased benefits in your life because of that, it really then helps to want to continue to do this practice of feeling your fullness and then respecting your fullness and stopping eating because you are feeling satisfied. That piece of satisfaction plays into everything. So that's why being present, savoring, enjoying the sensual experience of food, the pleasure that we're supposed to experience while eating is so important for also then being able to respect our fullness. I I know this firsthand (laughs) because so often the reason I would overeat and keep eating or especially the binge eating back in the day was just because I 
was not allowing myself true satisfaction in so many ways. So to summarize, these are the key things that really help me stop overeating. The first is making peace with food, giving myself that unconditional permission to eat what I love, to eat what my body was craving, to not fear food, to not feel bad about eating certain foods or feeling afraid about eating certain foods. You know, that was huge so that I I knew the foods I really loved and wanted were always going to be available to me if I really wanted them. And because of this, my body also trusted me and my mind became less stressed about when the next meal was coming. And then with that, my body started to trust me that I was going to feed it not only in a timely manner and not let it get so hungry, and that I was also going to allow myself to eat the foods I really enjoyed taste-wise. That all was so important. Then being more and more present and less distracted during the meals was the other really important part for me. And not only for me, but I believe and know (laughs) from experience of working with other women that, and I say women because I've never worked with men, but this applies to men too, that those those are all really important things to not be overeating, to be able to respect your fullness And once again, I want to reiterate, there's no rules or absolutes with intuitive eating. So this means you absolutely can, if you want to, do other things while you're eating, such as multitask, you know, listen to something, watch something, read something, have a conversation with somebody. However, if you find that you're having this challenge, stopping when moderately full, like repeatedly, repeatedly overeating, then at least for the time being, as you're relearning how to stop at moderate fullness and comfortable satiety, first, you know, first understanding what that is for you, knowing what your target is, but then the next step being able to actually practice stopping at that point, it really is best to eat with little distraction around you and to be really present during your eating and be mindful during that whole experience. And I can just share that now I can do other things while I eat. I may often listen to podcasts while I eat now that I've remastered this natural way of being of respecting my fullness and I can really trust myself there. So I feel more at ease, maybe multitasking, but I'll just say still, the less we multitask while eating Truly, the more pleasure and satisfaction we're going to get from our food and it's going to be easier to always stop, you know, at moderate, comfortable satiety. But I just want to point out that there's nothing bad or wrong with doing other things while you eat, you know, no rules, no judgment. But if you find that it's hindering you in terms of being able to honor your fullness, then doing your best to be fully present with your food is going to serve you greatly. That's all I have for you. Thanks so much for being here. Let me know how this is for you, how your feeling of your fullness is in your life. I'd love to hear your stories and experiences around this too because this truly was one of my biggest struggles overall in my life over the course of my 46 years of living. And I also want to say if you want my help 
with intuitive eating, I'm really thinking of offering some jumpstart coaching sessions to help people get started or to help with challenges you may be having if you've perhaps read the book Intuitive Eating or learned about intuitive eating and maybe kind of understand what the principles are, but you've just been hitting roadblocks applying it in your life, like things aren't really changing for you even though you maybe kind of understand it, then that's exactly what this session would be for to help you with that. So I will keep you posted when those sessions are available to be booked. Check the show notes because that is where the info will be. And if you'd like my help on your individual situation with eating and with food, I would absolutely love to help you. And until next time, I hope you have a fabulous week, my friends. I'm sending you so much love. Bye-bye. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy, and more feelings of joy and confidence living in your body? If so, be sure to sign up for the waitlist to learn more about my new intuitive eating course and the Truly Nourished Private Women's Membership. It is in this private club where you can learn step-by-step how to end dieting and overeating forever and become the truly nourished woman you desire to be. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com to learn more.